Hello and welcome to the B2B Lead Gen podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Loverbrand. I'm the managing director of Bright Vision as well as host of this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to grow fast as a B2B company of digital marketing with one of the most famous digital marketeer experts in the field, Neil Patel. And if you haven't met or heard about Neil, I can just say very briefly that Neil is the co-founder of MP Digital and several other companies as well and tools for SEO, for example. He has a marketing blog that generates over 4 million visitors per month and have over 356,000 followers on Instagram and is one of the most experts in SEO and driving traffic online. With that, very, very short introduction. Welcome to our podcast, Neil. Ah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, so am I. I'm so stoked to to talk to you today. And and uh, you know, as a marketeer, I followed your content for quite some years, and and this is a great opportunity to, to you know uh, to get uh, to ask you questions live in our podcast, and and hopefully our listeners will will have some uh, you know insights from from all the things you're doing and and uh, your expertise and so forth. But before we dive into that a little bit, can you just briefly tell us about your journey, how how what you're doing and and a little bit about that? I know it's a long journey, but very briefly. So more so my personal journey or how I got started or what journey? Yeah, what how you know, uh, you're running an agency today. What took you there yeah. and what was the steps you you did in order to become a, a digital marketing expert and and also agency owner today? Sure. So when I first started off, you know, I had my own website. I was young. This is like twenty plus years ago. I had my own website. I couldn't get traffic to it. I had to learn marketing. So I started reading a lot of the marketing blogs, experimenting on my own website, going to conferences. And eventually I started speaking at some of these conferences or applying to speak. Some of them accepted me. And then from there, did a few startups, most of them were in the software space, but I kept practicing marketing on my own, my own websites, building my own traffic, et cetera. And around five years ago, uh, we just passed our fifth anniversary, but around five years ago, you know, my co-founder and I, we we're like, we should set up a ad agency called well, at the time we didn't know the name was going to be NP Digital, but we we're like, we should set up an ad agency to help people like us, you know, do marketing. Because the issue we found is when we were working with other ad agencies for our own companies, a lot of them were just big corporations who would charge a lot of money, but the skill set of their employees, their team wasn't there. And we wanted a team who would think outside the box, who was super creative, that would provide results. And they didn't feel they were constrained by the normal corporate bureaucracy, whether that's, oh, you're only able to provide this, really do cookie cutter solutions. We didn't want any of that. We wanted people to just think outside the box. We don't want someone to say, oh, your budget's just too small, so you can't do any of that. Well, no, think outside the box or maybe a creative solution to get things done. Um, and that's how we started NP Digital. It was in essence a marketing agency built by marketers for marketers. Mm. Okay, that's great. Uh, awesome and uh, so cool to see. And uh, you produce a lot of content in your different social media channels. I just must ask, how much of your day do you spend on creating content for for your different channels? Sure. So. 
I just filmed my Instagram content yesterday. It took an hour and a half for 30 days. On Monday, I filmed my YouTube content. It took three hours for 30 days worth of content. Although for my long form YouTube videos, I only post three videos a week. Um, and then I did recently uh, two days of podcast recording. Um, and each hour of podcast recording, I get 10 episodes. So let's see, I probably, even though I only need to record three times a month for podcasting, we probably record three and a half, four times. Um, the main reason about that is just getting ahead for holidays and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then blogging, I probably spend two hours a week on blogging. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say I probably spend less than 20 hours a month, um, creating content. Wow. That's efficient, <laughs> highly yeah, efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, it's a lot about driving traffic and, and so forth. And how came that you have you started out especially around SEO and driving traffic? How came that that became your your expertise area? Well, so you have to remember when I was sixteen years old and I got started on the web as a marketer. When you want to drive traffic, there wasn't tons of options. There wasn't Facebook marketing. There wasn't social media marketing unless you really want to get into MySpace and that was later on. Um, there wasn't a ton of options. SEO and paid Google ads was one of the main two options. Yeah, okay. So so that's that's great. So uh, you studied that and, and learned all the insights on how to drive SEO and drive traffic, I suppose now. Correct. And then in my realm, when social media started taking off, it was like getting on Dig, which no longer is around uh, or in the same format. And then it ended up becoming Reddit and other places like that. Mm, yeah. Okay. So you you have also, apart from MP Digital, which is a fast-growing agency, and you're in, in, in a few different countries, I know, and, and also uh, you are working with other software tools, for example, uh, is it Umetrics, uh, your SEO tool is called? Uh, yeah, we have one called Ubersuggest. We have another one called Answer the Public. Um, but yeah, we continue to look for more and more tools. Exactly. And you have built several fast-growing companies and of course have helped numerous of clients working with this. So if we zoom into a little bit about the B2B area on driving fast-growing companies, do you always think fast growth starts with increased traffic from digital marketing, for example, or what do you think are the key drivers from your experience when you have really scaled uh, revenue? I do think traffic is huge, but it doesn't start with traffic. I think it starts with creativity. Mm. So what can you do that everyone would want that can get you a lot of eyeballs? So for example, with the neobatel.com website, we release Ubersess. Ubersess is a marketing tool. A lot of people charge $100 for marketing features. We release most of them for free. So it creates that virality, that flywheel that just gets people in. I think it all starts with the creativity. How are you going to separate yourself from the crowd? What are you going to give that everyone wants that your competitor, competitors can't give away for free? That's what I believe it starts with. See, a, a lot of people in B2B marketing have this concept of freemium. You know, give something away for free and then charge for the rest. I have this concept of free. You just give something away for free, it grows, and then charge for something that's totally different, right? Because the problem with freemium is, is 
you're saying, oh, I'm going to give there's this product has 10 features. I'm going to give these eight away for free, but these two that everyone sit, finds really valuable, I'm going to charge for those. My model is, is you have these 10 features, give them all away for free and then go charge for this other thing. So mm -hmm. with software, sure, we try to break even and we do have some payment plans, but our goal is to eventually give everything away for free in the software and then make money on services, which we believe will make more money in the long run. What do you mean with services in that area? Do you mean MP Digital or? Uh, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Our consulting ad agency services. Ah, awesome. So you actually use your tools in order to drive clients to MP Digital. That's the main idea behind uh, the traffic driving there. Exactly. Wow. That's so interesting. Do you, for a company who who don't have a service division, so to say, but but lives out of the uh, the revenue coming from SaaS subscriptions or so. What do you see are the number one thing in order to convert? If you have grown up uh, a good traffic coming in through a, a freemium offer or something like that, how do you monetize that? Yeah, um, if you have a good offering coming in for some freemium, the way you monetize is you serve your audience, get to know them, figure out what else they want. You add in those features and you charge for those. Mm. Uh, or a better way is, you have a free offering, keep it free, figure out what they want, build another product or service and charge for that. Okay, that's good. And so the, down the HubSpot grader, you can mm -hmm. pay for HubSpot, but HubSpot has a grader that's free. Uh, that's that's a good example. Yeah, exactly. HubSpot have a lot of free tools actually to, to drive traffic and to get people to engage with their platform. Yeah, but the grader doesn't have a paid option, right? It's free. It really is truly free. Yeah. Okay, that's great. And uh, what what do you think, uh, coming from an SEO perspective, if you don't have a free tool or a freemium, but rather be a more established B2B offering, maybe, you know, a market leader that charge a premium even, where do you start when you coach a company how to get more organic traffic and SEO strategies around that? Where do you see the most low-hanging fruits? Uh, video SEO. A lot of B2B players aren't leveraging that enough. Uh, you can get results quite quick, assuming the content's good. Uh, start coaching them down the path of creating more content. Uh, long tail that's answering specific questions people have because um, conversion rate is much higher for those keywords to a lead. Uh, start taking down the path of infographics and thought leadership content because if you can brand yourself as a thought leader uh, or and generate more infographics, you're going to get more press, more backlinks, and that all in the long run helps you get um, mentioned all over the web and that also helps create a lot of goodwill, higher rankings, and customers. Yeah, that's great. And uh, uh, why is it so hard for B2B companies to, to actually leverage that part? It's not that hard for them to do it. It's just they try to do too many things at once or they don't put enough resources behind SEO because they want immediate results. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I were a marketeer uh, or a marketing manager in a B2B company, how should I weight my budget, as you see it, uh, regarding creating content, working on SEO strategies, and paid media, you know, buying traffic? So I don't look at budgets like that. I don't split budgets into SEO, pay-per-click. I, I put budgets into ROI. 
So let's say you spend $10,000 or euros a month on paid ads. Mm -hmm. If you spend a dollar and you make $2 and it's profitable, would you stop yourself at $10,000 or would you go up to $100,000 assuming you can still spend, a, you know, for every, do every dollar you spend, you'll make $2. You would keep increasing because it's profitable. There's nothing to lose. So I look at budgets as ROI. If you can keep scaling up your budgets and you keep making a profit, why not stop? Do you work as a sales, marketing, or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. That's so interesting. And that takes us into the quite hard and uh, complex thing on, in order to see, you know, uh, what what is ROI in marketing spend and, and how should you, you know, uh, try to figure out which part of the marketing is most uh, profitable? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's, of course, it's easier to follow digital marketing uh, and clicks and so forth. But uh, to some extent, it's, it's still a long sales funnel and uh, you can have multiple interactions and so forth. So, so how do you, how do you help clients or, or um, your own companies to prioritize if needed? Well, you're using analytics. So it's Google Analytics, Google Data Studio, or any other solution out there. You're using analytics to track what's the ROI, where the lowest hanging fruit is. And what I tell clients is you scale, you scale as much as possible in the profitable channels, the ones that are working as well. Um, what you end up doing is you keep experimenting until you crack the nut and then you scale from there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And, uh, for, from an SEO perspective, do you see a lot of mistakes being done in terms of backlinking or technical SEO, or do you see that as uh, secondary and less important these days or, and the content is the really key part and, or what's your take on that? Yeah, so they're still important. The profit SEO is you got to do all of it to do well. You can't do part of it. You literally have to do all of it to do well. And But I would still say links and on-page, they're important, but I look at it as more secondary. And here's why. Let's say you do a search on Google, okay? Mm -hmm. When you do a search on Google and you click on the listing, it never crosses your mind that, wow, this page should be number one. And I clicked on the right result because the website load time is faster and it has a million backlinks. You don't care about that. You don't care that number two may have 100,000 backlinks. You only care about one thing when you're doing a search. I clicked on a result that I get the answer to my problem. That's really it. Did I find what I'm looking for? And that starts with content and user experience. And the user experience and content I believe is a core part of SEO. Funny enough, one of uh, Google's engineers uh, said, I think it was less than a month ago or somewhere around there, that over time, Google has placed less emphasis on links. They're still important, not as important as they used to be. It's because they're understanding how to prioritize user signals more. User signals is, is what makes you happy when you're searching for any term? Are you finding what you're looking for? Mm. 
Okay, that's interesting. So that's that's really cool, and um, that brings us also to uh, other main points. So where do you see? Can you give any recommendations where to spend most of your time and and focus as a marketeer today for a B two B company, if if any? Yeah, where focus the time uh, as a marketer in B two B would be an omni channel approach. So it's not really answering your question because I know you're probably looking for which channel to focus on. But all channels that are great, especially in B2B marketing, eventually get crowded and saturated competitive. Yeah. If you're not taking an omni-channel approach, you're not going to win. You have to go after all of them. We call it marketing the rule of seven. When someone sees or interacts with your brand seven times, they're much more likely to be loyal, evangelize, etc. And the only way to get there is to take an omni-channel approach. Mm. And that's interesting because many experts uh, say that, you know, focus on one channel like Twitter, try to win there first, and then maybe go to LinkedIn and so forth. But you say, do it all. Do it all, but you don't do it all at once. So you could do SEO first for Twitter or LinkedIn, but as you conquer one channel, you keep expanding to more channels. The channel you pick the first is the one that you naturally have ability to do best in. So think of it as spaghetti. You throw spaghetti on the wall, whatever sticks, you know, is uh, ready to eat. Mm. The same goes with marketing. You may try three or four channels, the one that you're getting the best traction on. That's the one you focus on, drop the rest. Once you nail it, then add in the next channel, then add in the next channel. And then after a while, next thing you know, you're on 10, 15, 20 channel. Yeah. Uh, what's your take on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok from a B2B perspective? Is it worth any, you know, investment or, or being there, or is it just waste of time? It's worth it. We've generated customers from it, from B2B, not as much as LinkedIn, but something's better than nothing because you can repurpose the content. Mm, yeah. So trying to do smart, uh, cross-platform publishing, uh, and leverage those channels as well. Exactly. Okay. Do you prefer lead forms? Um, uh, in in ads or how do you typically recommend to to convert uh posts into traffic uh and and paid you know leads so to say converted leads yeah so uh there's nothing wrong with the forms drive people to the landing page get them to understand what product services and then collect the lead mm. yeah okay so um uh, that's interesting. So what do you think are, there's a lot of, you know, discussions around Google and algorithms and things like that, you know, should, should and could a company focus on that or should we just, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, relax and say, yeah, whatever, uh, and rather focus on other things or, or what is, what do you say about that? You know, the crowdedness and the algorithm and the things that's hard to you don't have a choice but to focus on it. Mm. Those channels work. They're crowded and they're competitive because it's driving ROI and you got to crack the nut. Don't mm. give up. Just keep pushing forward. Yeah, that's great. Do you see any other big trends for the coming year in, in uh, traffic driving uh, and B2B marketing from a digital perspective? Voice search is big. Uh, in the United States, more than half the searches are voice searches, especially for mobile devices. Um, Another big thing that we're seeing is uh, collaborations. We're seeing that huge in B2B. 
So if you're on Instagram and I'm on Instagram, we both have B2B audiences. Um, our products are complementary, but they're not competitive. We may go live together. That's a huge trend. Uh, speaking of going live, going live on all the platforms when you do webinars, which is big in B2B, um, that's really important. You can use tools like Restream for that. So those are some trends that we're seeing that can really help move the needle in the B2B realm. Mm, awesome. That's so cool. So what's your project coming up here? What, what's your focus in your time on? I know you're a busy guy with a lot of businesses and uh, things. Uh, what's going on in Neil Patel's life? My ad agency, NP Digital. Um, we're at, I think, 750 employees now. We're wow. five years old. I think we may crack a thousand by the end of next year. Um, so just continue building it and try to get to 10, 20,000 employees and be one of the biggest out there. <laughs> That's a great vision. That's a great vision and uh, fantastic to uh, to hear. So, uh, any new books coming out or anything like that? No, nope, oh. nothing. But everyone <laughs> always see my latest blog post at neilpatel.com. Yeah. Well, it was awesome, uh, Neil, to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. And for people who want to, uh, you know, read more about you, go to neilpatel.com and, and read the blog or your Instagram or your podcast. <laughs> you're on many places, so you're not hard to find. Well, but thank you so much, Neil, for your time. And it was a pleasure to talk to you and all the best with your uh, agency and the other ventures you have. Thank you. Take care.